0: To Powered by Her, I'm Tiffany Anton from The Biz Foundry and I want to take a second to thank Eye Centers of Tennessee where you can get all your optical needs, glasses, frames, eye exams, contacts, all your optical needs, uh, they even have a surgery center, um, go to Eye Centers of Tennessee with eight different locations throughout the upper, upper Cumberland. Also I want to take a moment to say like, subscribe, hit the bell, all the things. Let us know that you're there, leave us some love. If you're loving what we're doing with the Power by Her community, let, leave us a review and let us know and tell us what you like about it or tell us things that we need to change. We'd love to hear from you. Today we have Jess Lewis, owner of Knockout Print Shop, mm-hmm. which is blows my mind <laughs> what you do.
1: So what is Knockout Print Shop? So Knockout Print Shop is an online planner sticker shop so we planner. Planter, every time I, yes, yes every <laughs> time I
0: say this people are like a planter like planter I know. no planner, planner like, like paper your daily yeah calendar yes sticker shop yes so when you want to like have like a cool thing like you want to say like have a uh, you know best day ever when you're gonna record a yep. podcast right you have yeah, a sticker for that put that sticker on there
1: right. uh, or just maybe a microphone sticker we do have that we have a little podcast a little microphone icon
0: so you could put it every other week when powered by her comes out this is true just to have yes. a reminder um, that it's coming out Yes that's pretty that's exciting. exactly what we do so which and and let me just say that this is what blows my mind <laughs> is you are you're living your life mm-hmm. on a sticker business yeah and I don't mean that in in a demeaning way whatsoever I am blown away and amazed that you have built a life that you love based on, Stickers.
1: Stickers. (laughs) It's weird. I mean, it is. We did not see it coming. So my husband and I run the business together. I had previously owned a gym when we lived in Illinois. And that's what we did. And I stumbled onto this whole like planner sticker thing. And we just started doing it on the side. And then it kind of, you know, the domino effect got bigger and bigger and bigger. And we decided we wanted to leave Illinois. And we're like, can we actually live off of this? And we have. So it's been our full time job, the two of us. For three years. Now, we don't make, like, millions of dollars, but, you know, we, we live kind of minimal, frugal lifestyle, and that's how we pay the bills. You know, I, I don't necessarily want my boss to hear this, but
0: I'm kind of sad. Like, I just have, like, a number in my mind that's just a middle mm-hmm. kind of income that I'd like to have. Mm -hmm. And then I just want to, I feel like I could have a really great comfortable life Mm -hmm. and not work 70 hours a week. Yeah, And that sounds like the most amazing thing to me.
1: It is. I mean, I've made double what I make now and my life was no better. In fact, I think for me personally running the gym when I was making at the peak of it sales and how I was doing was probably the most stressful. It was very satisfying and I'm glad I did it. But now you know, like you said, we're, I like to say that we're time-rich. We might not be money-rich, but we can pay our bills. We don't have debt. Now, we did everything strategically. Like, you know, if I we had a really big mortgage or lots of car payments, or we don't have children. You know, if we had children, we had to save for college. I think that would be different. But because our life is pretty simple, the amount that we can live off of – and we live comfortably. I mean, we're not think like – you
0: build – like I said, you build the life that you want to build, yeah. and, you, you know, you just – and it and it works mm-hmm. and so that's pretty amazing. So let's go back. Okay. Obviously, you kind of for people who are just listening. Yeah. Well, either way. Um, you're you're not from these parts. I'm not from these and parts. And people are probably like, "Oh my <laughs> gosh, the nasalness between these two is we can just it's the sound is coming out your nose." <laughs> um uh, <laughs> sure. plus the Tennessee allergies <laughs> yes so um I'm a girl yep. or midwestern yep. girl too so um so you you're you're from the Chicago area yeah so
1: we're from the suburbs of Chicago when I was a little kid we moved around a lot and I did live in Hendersonville Tennessee for about three years in grade school um but the majority of my life was in the suburbs of Illinois or it, of Chicago
0: in, in the Midwest mm-hmm. and so um and what do you think made you want to enter into entrepreneurship what made you want to en- own your own business?
1: Because um, you've had,
0: like you yeah. mentioned, you've had a couple different I ones. think
1: I've had a full-time, real, like, big kid job for nine weeks of my life. And I'm four, I'll am four. be 41 this year.
0: And was that the worst nine weeks of your
1: life ever? It wasn't the worst nine weeks ever, but um, it was a good opportunity and it was fine, but I just, I think I'm just naturally my own boss in a way. Mm-hmm. And, I like having you kind of like, have
0: that redhead thing yeah. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. So us, us, you know, redheads don't. We really... have a little.
1: You know, no, I'm not like <laughs> I, 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 never got in trouble as a kid. Like I'm not yeah. like anti-authority, but I like to be no, yeah. in charge of my life, yeah. and I think being <laughs> an entrepreneur fits. <laughs> you know, I, I, redheaded Virgo. Yes. Yeah. I'm a Leo, <laughs> okay. so you know that that. <laughs> yeah. Fits
0: really well. Yeah. So I, I hear you. And so, so do you think it's like ten years old? Ten year old Jess, mm-hmm. what was I'm gonna be a? Yeah.
1: So ten year old Jess probably said, and, I, and I've actually remembered this when I was a little kid. I used to say when I was little, I want to have a place that helps people. And Aww. so I was always kind of like that. I wanted to serve people Just and help place. people. You yeah. even and have... I didn't know what it meant. Yeah. Um, and then as I grew up and went through school, I got my. Um, undergrad is in psychology and criminal justice and I have a master's degree in clinical psychology and I used to be a therapist Mm. for five years. Like a counselor. Like a counselor, yeah. Mm. Um, And then I was realizing that wasn't really what I wanted. It wasn't fitting and the whole physical health part was kind of starting to take place in my life. So then after being a therapist for five years is when I kind of left that industry and found a way to like have my gym and try to blend, bridge those two things. So I've always wanted to help people and it took the form eventually of being a coach and a gym owner so it's kind of a stretch to the sticker thing yeah um but I still think as a company our sticker shop is not just well it's e-commerce and it's retail there's also a community aspect to it so I think in a way I still feel like I'm helping people Well, and
0: I think a little bit of it is that it gives you the time to get involved in your community yes so you have been in rural Tennessee for how long now
1: Out here we moved in June of last year. So Mm
0: -hmm. about a year now. Yes. And and you've jumped right in. Yeah. And
1: you really
0: want to be involved in the community. And so, you know... The job, the su- you everybody has to have something to pay the bills, right? Exactly. And so the the thing that pays the bills allows you the time to really jump in it, and and yeah. then you don't have to f- figure out how to make money being a good community member, right? Exactly. Which you know, I think it all the whole your life is your whole life, mm-hmm. not just your job or not just your right. family or not just you know your home. Mm-hmm. It's all of those elements working the best way possible. Yeah. And I think you have really kind of figured out. Away and and maybe you're still learning somewhat, but kind of figuring out a way to kinda do it the way you want to do it. Yeah, and
1: I think that's really that is important. When I left Illinois and I had a community at my gym, I was kind of the leader of this community, of my members, and I felt that I had this impact on people and then when we moved, we kind of were gypsies for a few years and I felt totally lost. Like I didn't have a place, I didn't have people. So when we came to Cookville and I was Instantly could tell this community was close-knit and these people everybody was so friendly and then stumbled upon through Instagram you guys I was like I have to be involved in this I have to find a way to support local business and how supportive and Encouraging this community is of small business is mind-boggling when you come from suburbs of a big city
0: Yeah, well, and that's what I love that we really can have that relationship with so many of our people that it's like well, yeah, I'm going to grab a coffee from your coffee shop and I'm going to buy, you know, a daughter for my – or a dress for my daughter's first day of school Mm -hmm. from your boutique and and just things like that where it's like, you know – you have that relationship with people, and yeah. I think that that's really unique with this area. It is. So let's jump into the how did you start the gym? and why did you start the what what was that like?
1: So I started the gym, like I said, because I wanted to kind of bridge the mental and physical health piece. When I was in graduate school, I got a sort certi- of certification like as a personal trainer. And then um, like I said, I, the, the mental health piece, I enjoyed being a therapist and I felt like I was pretty good at it and I had a great education, but something was missing. So when I got really into fitness, I was like, I need to find a way to do this. So I originally just, somebody that I knew, one of my members, I was teaching like fitness classes at a local gym, was like, hey, this martial arts studio I know has some open space. Would you ever want to just like rent space and teach some classes? And I was like, maybe I could start this little side thing. I never thought it was going to go anywhere. And did you
0: think entrepreneurship like that? Or did you think, I'm still just an instructor? Because I think it's,
1: yeah, that's just a different right. mindset. It is a different mindset. I think... It just, if, that's a good question. I think It's hard to think that
0: far back. It sure. is.
1: And I remember the person approaching me, like I can vividly remember her, one of my members saying, would you want to do this? And I'm like, well, I mean, what the heck do I have to lose? I guess I could try it. Yeah. It wasn't a huge financial um, burden. It was again, this like guy that owned this martial arts studio and he had some open time and he wasn't asking for a lot of money. He just needed a little extra cash when a studio was empty. And I'm like, okay, well, I could do this. It was really low risk. Um, And I also was working as a therapist. I had a couple jobs at a couple different jobs. I think I had five jobs at this time. Oh, my Um, gosh. And I was just trying to piecemeal together. And it just, once I started it, it very quickly evolved because I started to feel like I could do this. Like, I could put things in place to make this more legit. I started, like, this was back in the day when there was no, like, there was no, I don't think there was social, social media. media. What, I mean, year? I was, yeah. what year was it? I mean, it was social media, but I wasn't Not in like, it. I think it was yeah. like maybe like MySpace in the beginning of Facebook. So, whenever that yeah, was.
0: MySpace. Yeah. <laughs> You're putting your music. Right. Yeah.
1: On there. Um, so, I would like go print out flyers and yeah. put it, in, you know, on businesses and hand it out. I was doing like old school marketing. And I had a group of people. We had like six people per, per class. And it started to evolve. And after about Did a year. Did you put
0: stickers on these flyers? I didn't. Like no stickers. Uh, stickers hadn't,
1: hadn't <laughs> entered the scene yet. <laughs> was um, before stickers were in This is pre sticker life. <laughs> And I was like, after about a year, I'm like, what if I could do this like on my own? Like I w- could have my own space. Um, so I started looking for space and I actually stumbled upon somebody that had a bigger facility and he wanted to partner with me. Now, fast forward, that ended up being a nightmare, but
0: it's a good learning it was a experience, great actually. learning
1: experience. So I did that for two years. I had a business partner and then finally I got to the point where I'm like, I'm done. I have to legitimately do this by myself and i found a space and that's when it took off in 2011 so i owned my gym from 2011 to 2018.
0: so tell me about so the fitness Mm -hmm.
1: space
0: is interesting for a Mm -hmm. woman Mm -hmm. so let's talk about being a woman owning a gym um, and just how, how how do you market to men how do you make it you know a gym for everyone how do you feel accommodating for women who maybe are intimidated by a gym? That's so my amazing.
1: gym was women's only. Okay. For the, okay almost okay. the whole entire yeah. lifetime of it till the end. So I started off as a, when I brought my program to, when I had my business partner, I ran a women's only boxing program out of our gym that was co-ed. Then when I finally stepped away in 2011, did my own thing. I had a women's only boxing gym. And I ran it like that till about 2017. And then I got to the point where I was like, this isn't, I, I want to do something different. And I kind of, I mean, this would be a whole other podcast, but I, um, I made it co-ed and I got rid of boxing and changed everything. And yeah. it was almost like, obviously I shot myself in the foot because a lot of my members were like, I don't want this. Like I yeah. came here for something else. So I kind of had to start over. But the fitness space when I got into it and I was in this weird niche of boxing was different than it is now. Um, and it's a very hard industry to beat. Not that any industry isn't hard, but I think I had something that was so unique. That's what made me successful. Um, a women's only boxing gym. And it wasn't like a commercial, nothing wrong with franchise gyms or gimmick, but it wasn't gimmicky. It was legit. I mean, I was an amateur boxer teaching boxing classes. Um, my whole point was to empower people to actually empower women, right? And so, how to be yeah. strong and actually throw a real punch. It wasn't about weight loss. It wasn't about burning calories. It wasn't about looking sexy or hot. It was about feeling strong and being able to throw a punch. Yeah, yeah. And then from there, when you feel confident and you feel strong, how that can then, you know, bleed into other areas of your life.
0: For sure. I think that that's really important. I think the, the um, fitness, the your physical health affects so many other things. And so, but I think people downplay that sometimes and they're like, well, I don't have time for my, my physical health because I have all these other things. And it's like, do you know, if you just invest a little bit into that, how that would, Mm -hmm. like you said, bleed over.
1: Exactly. So what,
0: what actually got you into the boxing world?
1: When I was in college, I, my boyfriend at the time was like, let's go try boxing. And I'm like, okay. And so I was in college and we took a couple boxing classes and my coach was like, you're actually kind of good at this. So I had one fight and got my butt kicked. It was so oh my god. I, I, I remember how I felt like I was almost dying. And I didn't do it again for probably <laughs> ten years. I can't even imagine having someone punch me
0: on purpose. <laughs> like like volunteering. I mean, I like to box like I've gone to some boxing okay. classes, I like to put on some gloves, like I feel good, but not
1: it's a whole <laughs> other world getting punched like in the face.
0: Having, I used to be a high school teacher, and I remember breaking up fights. And the the, the sound of like yeah uh, it, it, that thud it just it's sickening to me. <laughs> um, I'm laughing, but it's not. It's not funny. funny. Like I can't even imagine like a punch coming out. <laughs> and I'm a whim, so I think I, I doubt would just, you're a wimp. I would cry and be like, please stop hitting me. I'll do anything. So. So, I mean, so you didn't do it again for 10 years? I didn't because you 10... you're going to
1: die. Oh, right. It was the hardest thing ever, but it was also exhilarating because just like any athletic yeah. endeavor, it always is like that. But, and then I went to graduate school and my life kind of changed. And then when I was, whenever that was when I started my gym, um, I felt this desire to fight again. Like I wanted to. I don't know why. I don't know. I guess I'd have to really get some deep thinking about that. But now that you're on the couch, we're addressing your issues. What's going on? I I am an aggressive person, but redhead. It's. I mean, it's gotta be. We're feisty. Feisty for sure.
0: So I say passionate for the good and passionate for the bad. Yeah, yeah, that is true.
1: (laughs) So I just felt the desire to train again and didn't really think anything of it. And then I was like, oh, I'll I'll try another fight. Like, what's you know, whatever. Ever. And I did good that time. I won. I subsequently fought. I had nine more fights. Um, I think I've had a total of ten. Not very many, but I've had ten. Um, two lost. No, maybe I've had eleven. I don't remember. But and then I won the Chicago Golden Gloves twice. um So it was it was fun, and it was. So you have some accolades that you can. Little yeah. baby accolades, yeah. I mean, Hang amateur on, boxing. Yeah, yeah, I got my little belt and.
0: Yeah. Do you... How often do you, like, wear the belts around the house? Uh,
1: never. <laughs> in the attic. It feels like it's ancient... It feels so long ago that I ever did anything like that, and it, it's weird to think, but, you know, it, it, boxing, just like any sport, teaches you a lot about yourself, and it's a solitary sport. You don't have a team. Mm-hmm. The only person you have to depend on is yourself. So I think it was a lot of ways was how my how I functioned in my whole entire life, just kind of like fighting through, moving forward, and, like, figuring out how to do it. And like, yeah. I mean, I could think of so many metaphors of how boxing relates to life and how... Um, if you can take a punch and get hit in the face in front of hundreds of people, you can bomb at business or lose everything and get back up on your feet. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah. No, I think that that's really important. I think in the entrepreneurial world, yeah. that's really important because you're going to get figuratively punched in yeah. the face oh, yeah. many times in your business world. And and that sometimes, I think, especially as women, I, I struggle sometimes um, because I think Women, first of all, will punch each other in the face sometimes. Sometimes we do and, that, and um, you know, you're doing it in front of other people, mm-hmm. and 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 then sometimes even in your your business life, well, your personal life can can affect your business, mm-hmm. and so there's yeah. just so many things that kind of you know. Business is hard. It,
1: yeah, <laughs> it is a fight. I mean, it yeah. really is. Yeah. Um, and there's things coming at you all the time, things you can't anticipate, and I mean, there's definitely times where. I've fallen flat on my face. I've had crappy, crappy months of sales. I've lost, you know, tons of members. And when I was, you know, or we've had a bad sale a couple months on our e-commerce business. And you think, I'm going to throw in the towel like this is you done. You think you're about to die. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. What's the point of this? I don't so want to So what anymore. makes
0: you, in business, mm-hmm. not take 10 years off like you did with boxing? And because you you feel like you're about to die in That's business. A really good question. What makes me. you... Sometimes I ask some good questions. <laughs> a good one. <laughs> it's like, I okay, know what I'm doing. You, know what you do. <laughs> um,
1: so. So, yeah. So, like, when I. Yeah, that's a really good question. You ha- I mean, you. I've, like, screwed up. I, I, I've not screwed up. I've made mistakes. Mm-hmm. Or just, like, business happens, right? And industry I'm sure stuff happens. It, I'm sure
0: 2020 felt like you were about to yeah, die. Yeah. I
1: mean, there was definitely times. I mean, I think. Part. I guess the first thing that comes to mind is how much. My husband and I enjoy the lifestyle that our business allows us to have. Um, Like I said, we're time rich. We can have our little hobby farm and we don't have to work nine to five jobs. Um, So I think that's what I think the way we live is so we enjoy it so much that sometimes we'll just deal with those really crappy situations and try to like get back up on our feet because you know, the thought of, for, for us, because it's been so long since we've had, like, regular jobs, mm-hmm. the thought of doing that is, like, it's just so hard to think of, like, because yeah. of how much our lifestyle. Do you feel
0: like that's, like, it's constricting to think of that? Like, yeah, of I think,
1: I mean, literally, I've had a real full-time hour week job, like, once in my life And for what nine was weeks. that job for nine weeks? So, <laughs> I worked in California. I went for, to California for nine weeks, and I was a um, a counselor at an, a boarding school for overweight teenagers. Hmm. Um, and I thought that was going to be my dream job because yeah, I could health, take you know, mental health and physical health and put it together. And it was a great thing but it just wasn't the philosophy and the program didn't align with what I thought. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think that's one of the main things that keeps me like getting back up on my feet and trying to figure out a way to keep going and stay in this entrepreneurial position. And I just, I, I like business. Yeah. I like I think a lot of business owners get into business because they like their thing, yes. their craft and I really like business. I like trying to figure it out. I like Marketing, I like administrative stuff, bookkeeping, I like business. I
0: think there's two types of entrepreneurs. I think there's serial entrepreneurs that just like business, they just want to be an entrepreneur Mm -hmm. and they're you know they like to build something and then they sell it off or they you know move on to the next thing and they just they're always gonna be doing. And then there's people who are just really passionate about their thing. Yes. And then they're like, oh well, I really like to bake bread. I didn't really mean to be an entrepreneur, but (laughs) now I am and so now I'm not even baking bread anymore. I'm building a business. Yes. And so there's really two types and and I think both types can be super successful mm-hmm. and, and do amazing work and really impact their community yes. and all that kind of stuff. But I don't think one's right or wrong. No, I
1: don't either. I think you can do either one. And I think, you know, if for me that and it's always been a challenge for me when I am the type that likes business and likes the craft, because you have to wear so many hats like yeah. I've. I have had employees in the gym business, not in our print shop, our sticker business. And it was hard for me. I was not, because my business was me, every employee was an extension of me. Having coaches that were trying to fill my shoes was hard when people were coming to this business for Jess. Yeah. Um, And I did okay having more administrative employees, but... You know, it's, it's hard to juggle employees. That's something, as a business owner, I don't enjoy. I don't enjoy having employees. I don't enjoy managing employees. Um, so being the business owner that was really passionate about the craft and then maybe realizing that I have to step away from the craft, I've never, like, I've always had to be somewhere in the middle.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, real quick, you just, you mentioned you have a side hobby as a farm, um, and we both have our our cowgirl boots on today.
1: Um, Uh, Us Midwesterners faking it. That's right. We
0: like to pretend, like, once I moved to Tennessee, I just, you know, I mean, I can't, my voice cannot hide it, but... Um, I like to say y'all sometimes and pretend that I'm part of it. So um, tell
1: me about your little, your farm. So a farm. The farm thing came out of my um, kind of being frustrated with the fitness industry and realizing how much more food and our food system was important to people's health than getting people in the gym and making them burn a bunch of calories. Like I just realized after doing, being in the industry for so long, what really needed to change was that. So I started just kind of learning for myself and never planned on actually having a little farm. I just thought, well, I'm going to support local farmers. I'm going to shop local, get closer to my food system, buy the most nutrient-dense, well-raised food that I can. And then just kind of things evolved over the past couple of years. And I'm like, you know what? We could get some land and we could do this. Like we could get some chickens. And then within a well, it's not even been a year. Now we have chickens, sheep, goats, pigs, yeah right yeah four animals yeah
0: and you were telling me their names earlier yes the names of the ones that you will eat Uh, you name them food names. food names, which is good. So yes. you know, you don't want like Charlie to be no, you know, she, yeah, he's bacon. On, on your dinner table. Yes. So so that works yes. out. I like it. I like the dark sense of humor. Yes. Um, I feel like that's a little midwesternish. It probably is. You know, it's it's good. So um if people want to find knockout print yes. shop, how can well, first of all, yes. what's your five year plan? What 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 do you where do you see things going? Do you see expanding the sticker business? Do you see just kind of that's
1: I feel like it's in maintenance mode. Um, I feel I feel like it serves its purpose. I'm always trying to figure out ways to improve it, like from a marketing standpoint and things like that. But like I,
0: when you create a podcast, a microphone sticker that for podcasting that wasn't around a couple years ago, right? You
1: know? Exactly. Huh. So we're always trying to evolve like products and things like that. But I don't necessarily know if that's going to grow. We've had different ideas of pivoting to different products, like having a planner or something like that. But that industry is very saturated, and I don't know that's like the fight that I want to try to make our name as a planner. Um, So I don't know, like right now I'm in this weird space of trying to figure out where to go and what the next move is. I don't have any interest in like monetizing our farm. I'm not trying to be a production farmer, so that's not in the five-year plan. Um, I don't know, I would like to get more involved in the business community here in Cookville and Upper Cumberland. I wanna support other local entrepreneurs. that's to me is just kind of where my heart and mind keep getting pulled to.
0: Mentoring and coaching, yeah. I feel like I could totally see you doing that. Yeah. Definitely, if you um, have a business and you are in the Upper Cumberland and you kind of want just somebody to talk through, through things, I'm gonna—I mean, I'm putting it out there for you. Call Jess, <laughs> ask her for co- to take her I'll out for coffee, coffee and yeah. then she'll—she just has—I think you're just such. Um, a diamond in a rough for us Thanks. like it's just been such a good find and you're such a great cheerleader um, for for the community and what yeah. we're doing and i love that you like you said it's been a year and you jumped right in with mm-hmm. head first yeah which is not kind of the way to jump in usually but <laughs> it works
1: out everybody's been so great like just finding people and connecting with people it's just it's so refreshing
0: it's a great you know, community it really i think is. A bit, the business community mm-hmm. here is just um, welcoming, I, I love how the connections that can be made yeah. and stuff. So, so if people are looking yeah. for a Knockout Print Shop. How can they find you?
1: Yep. Yeah, so, Knockout Print Shop is KnockoutPrintShop.com, and we're also on Etsy, and then we have an Instagram, which is Knockout Print Shop. We have a YouTube, which is Knockout Print Shop. So it's pretty easy. It's Knockout Print Shop. That whatever.
0: was the, the Etsy thing. Pause there for a second. Yes. So that's definitely if you want to, if you're a maker. And you want to have um, an Etsy shop or you just want to know about mm-hmm. having an Etsy shop, that's definitely where your yeah. your, your expertise Yeah, we've well, um, been on
1: Etsy since 2015.
0: For, for somebody mm-hmm. to kind of mentor yeah. to, for you to, to meet with because I think that's, we have so many incredible makers yeah. in this area. And so um, I'd love to see them grow and expand yeah. and really be successful. So go ahead and find Knockout Print Shop on all your social medias. Find Jess. She's the best cheerleader you'll ever have. Um, You know, connect with her. And so thanks for tuning in to Powered by Her. Be sure to hit the like and subscribe buttons so that you never miss an episode of Powered by Her. Thanks for listening.